Before we begin, all stories and experiences shared are not representative of any group or people. Each are personal and unique. All the articles and videos used in the making of this episode are available with the transcript. The link is in the description. Welcome to another episode of Let's Debunk It. I'm your host, Doreen. On today's episode, we will be exploring and understanding gender. In a world where everything is so binary, it doesn't leave a lot of room for people to express themselves and who they are. With that being said, we shall explore gender, what's true about it, and what's not. Stay tuned, this will be interesting. Hello, Matabunkers. It's good to have you back. I'm doing great, and I hope the rest of you are too. And honestly, I really hope 2021 is treating you well, as it's been doing quite all right for me. So I really can't complain. I also have a special announcement for today. So I've been doing some soul searching and just thinking about what how I want to move forward with my podcast. And definitely the feedback that I've been getting from you guys and everyone who's just been listening and enjoying the past two episodes that I've received. I have decided that I'm going to drop having a Patreon. So yeah, that's right. I'm going to remove my patreon and i'm still gonna consider making video content in relation to the podcast but i just don't know how to do that just yet i don't know what i want to put out but that is something you guys can look forward to in the next couple of months so for now there is no patreon you just gotta come here listen with your friends your family and otherwise yeah have a good time but yeah i just wanted to make that announcement first before we really deep dived into this amazing topic of gender As I wrote the script for today's episode, I realized it packs a lot of information that is sensitive. We are all learning and discovering more about different people in our society at large. But as someone who is non-gender conforming, this turned out to be a much heavier topic than I anticipated. So listen to this on your commute to and fro where you're coming from because trust me, there's a lot of information and it's good information. As I learned more about the history of this aspect of the LGBTQ plus community, society, and the understanding of the human mind and body, I was brought to tears. We will dive deeper when we get the chance to talk to people who identify as different genders and sexes, but it still hurts to know that people lost their lives, got kicked out of their homes, abandoned by their family and friends to be who they are. Today, you will be learning more about things that you may have never had to consider a day in your life because you might fit right into what is expected by everyone, and by everyone I mean society. Though listen with an open and kind heart. As someone in the LGBTQ community, we more or less learn how to address and try to understand and affirm each other in the best ways possible. We have a pretty good idea and understanding of gender, personal pronouns, and the semantics and language around that. But I realize not many people know where to start when it comes to learning or understanding gender, especially if you're not exposed to this kind of information or know someone who is outside the traditional binary gender. I could even go further to say you might be someone who's looking for answers and I just so happen to be here to point you in the right direction. I'm going to help you guys the best way I can. You might want to take notes as we go because there is some pretty interesting information that I so happen to have stumbled upon in the writing of this script, in the making of this episode. Like, trust me, I just sat there like, whoa. I knew that I knew a bit about gender, but goddamn, do I not know that much. (laughs) So get ready to have your minds blown. This is going to be a bit complicated, but... Let's debunk it. 
Before I get into explaining gender and the different genders and sexes, it's important to note that gender and sexuality are not the same thing. I find that this is a very common misconception due to the fact that as the LGBTQ community, we are all lumped together so people feel that those terms are interchangeable when they really aren't. I will be doing an episode specifically on sexuality, so don't worry. I've got you covered. But to oversimplify this for understanding, sexuality is all about your attraction or lack thereof to other people. Gender is what we're going to get into today. To add on to that, I'll be using technical terms and definitions for different genders and sexes. One thing I have learned as I've explored my own gender and expression is not to put people into boxes, more especially since the language you use is quite limiting. There is a lack of terminology in general to express sexuality and gender. This in turn erases or even invalidates how people would want to describe themselves. It's an infinite spectrum that cannot be labeled. Like, even if we tried it's still impossible because how do you label infinity? I found that using some words helped me understand aspects of myself and then I would build off from there to maybe another word or maybe no word at all. And you guys uh, who are trying to figure out stuff might be the same. So everything that I say today, please take it with a grain of salt. Do not put people in boxes. Allow them to be who they want to be and allow them to express themselves. Uh, but I would say the information that I am sharing today is definitely a good starting point if you really want to try and understand what's going on inside of you. So, what is gender? As I researched and from my own prior knowledge, I came to figure out one of the most important things we need to really clarify before I can even scrape the surface with any definitions is we need to separate sex and gender. So the best way to do this is, let's define these terms. When we are born, we enter this binary system. I need to emphasize that this binary system is no different than the way our computers work. It's either or and no in between. At birth, we are assigned male and female. That is our sex. So when you go to the hospital and you fill out those forms and they say sex, that's where you put male or female. This compromises mostly of our reproductive organs, chromosomes, and hormones. These later become more defined when we go through puberty and we get our secondary sex characteristics. So for males, that would be broad shoulders, deeper voices, the list goes on, and for females, it would be wider hips, breasts, and so on and so forth. Though I would want to argue that this binary system we are so accustomed to doesn't work. I mean, anything that only has like two options when we are considering the uniqueness of a human is redundant but i guess some people just don't want to have that conversation <laughs> but yeah my main issue with this is simply because it doesn't really take into account for people who have complications and are born as intersex so a little crash course on intersex people um, from my understanding basically is they have these complications as i mentioned before and how they choose to go on after that is basically either their choice or the choice of their parents because i know at birth some parents do um have the choice of you know choosing whether their child will be male or female or even in the future the child themselves when they grow up they kind of choose who they want to be so yeah yay intersex people woo <laughs> So everyone is born with two hormones, and those are testosterone and estrogen. And funny enough, you know, spoiler alert, those do not actually dictate what your actual gender is. Those just dictate your physical appearance. So to put it simply, what your body looks like does not define or dictate your gender. And I hope that explanation has made room for you to understand this next part. 
I watched an in-depth documentary about gender and the way it was explained in the video was phenomenal. It's called The Gender Code. If you have time, set aside a good two hours and just soak in everything because I was amazed. To start, we can say gender is the performance of roles, identities, and ideas surrounding masculine, feminine, and neutral traits. This means if you do certain actions, behave in a certain way, or dress in a certain way, to name a few, you are categorized as masculine, feminine, or neutral. For example, it is considered very feminine to wear dresses and is considered very masculine to engage in rough sports. This is where society kind of messes everything up. There is a perception that if you're born female, that you must perform feminine tasks. And the same is seen for males as they are expected to perform masculine tasks. For people who are intersex, they kind of get a free card to do whatever. Although depending on where they live and how puberty decided to develop their body, bodies naturally, they too face their share of imposed societal roles. The best way I can put this is, instead of thinking of masculine and feminine as tasks and roles, let me challenge you with the idea that they're actually energies. With these two energies, someone can choose how they portray them. Now let's talk about the brain. I'm not a neuroscientist, but riddle me this. As we all know, there's the left cerebral hemisphere and the right cerebral hemisphere. The left side can be seen as masculine and has a focus on what can be seen and touched. People who are in touch with this side of their brain can be seen as logical, they tend to compartmentalize their emotions, they are rational, disciplined, care deeply about their reputation, they are people of action and concerned about time. Other things like division, science, hardness, resistance can also be associated with masculine energy. Then we have the right side of the brain that can be seen as feminine. This side has a focus on symbolism, visuals, and the indirect subconscious mind. This is the side of the brain that can be seen as the link to our higher selves. So typically, people that are not bound by laws or logic. They focus mostly on intuition, emotion, freedom, and self-expression. It also links to the ideas of eternity, totality, magic, awakening, softeners, and receptivity. Listening to some of those traits, I bet you could identify with a bit of both or maybe you lean to one side or the other. As humans, finding a balance between the two is what helps us function well, though different balances work for different people. For example, if we function in a society with all intuition and no logic, you would agree that there would be chaos. I mean, not that our world is not currently in chaos, but uh, you, you, you get the gist of what I'm trying to say. As much as these traits can be viewed as opposites, it doesn't mean that they cannot coexist within a person. Everyone has both kinds of energy, but it just depends on what is suppressed or expressed, as well as the dominant energy within you. An example I can give for suppression is, let's say, toxic masculinity, as an example. One reason why toxic masculinity is a problem is because it doesn't allow males or masculine presenting people to express their feminine energy that is in tune with feeling emotions. So when people say, oh, men shouldn't cry, men shouldn't express, you should man up, you shouldn't be doing this, that is closely linked to this idea that men or masculine presenting people should not have any form of feminine energy within themselves, otherwise they're deemed as weak. And also, if you were listening closely to what I said, I mentioned men and people who are very masculine presenting. And I said this simply because even within the women loving women community, persons who do express more masculine energy tend to be held at the same standard as regular men in terms of their gender role. Although even if someone dresses or presents themselves in a masculine manner, it doesn't mean that 
they have masculine energy it also circles back to the fact that gender and sex are not connected it is down to the energy someone has the same energy that someone has can be put on the gender spectrum then they can fall somewhere on the line leaning more towards masculine or feminine then on different days or seasons their energies may shift from side to side which provokes the idea of gender fluidity another important definition to note as you progress in this discussion is gender expression this is how someone chooses to express themselves in terms of outer appearance this also has no link to someone's gender identity for example if we met a person who is male and has predominantly masculine energy but has long hair and wears dresses every day we can say that they have a feminine gender expression but we can't assume what their gender is and i'll get more into that now we're going for a short break and i'll be back to explain agender binary gender gender fluidity and touch on being trans as well so stay tuned and i'll see you right after the break To help the explanation flow better, we will start by talking about binary gender, then move on to transgender, as those two are more closely linked than people think. Then we will go into non-binary gender and gender fluidity, as those two are mm, very closely linked, if not synonymous. Then we will discuss agender at the end. I think that one's pretty self-explanatory, but we will still talk about it because representation is everything. For this section, again, a lot of technical terms, again, grain of salt. Again, don't put people in boxes. Let people enjoy things. Let people be who they want to be. And that's on period. That's on per. So let's begin. Binary gender can be put basically as being cisgendered. The prefix cis, spelled C-I-S, means to be on the same side. This is a person whose sense of personal identity and gender correspond with their birth sex. So someone who is cis male is someone who is born male and has predominantly masculine energy. They would probably self-identify as a cis man or just a man. The same can be said about cis female. This is a person who is born female and has predominantly feminine energy. They would probably also self-identify as a cis woman or just a woman. The term cis, fun fact, was actually coined up in the 90s by transgender activists to help find a way to identify individuals who weren't transgender. Like I said earlier, language can be so limiting in the way that we're able to express ourselves and the world around us. Especially since um, I do believe that trans people are real men and women. I understand why the, the prefix cis had to be added because I feel people think, oh, trans people are trying to confuse. No, they're not. They're really not. They're just trying to live their best lives, honey. Now, where people kind of want to fight, I mean, people always want to fight but yes where people want to fight and argue is what about a person who is born one sex but displays energy from the opposite side of the gender spectrum meaning what if there is an individual born male and has more feminine energy or someone is born female and has more masculine energy there are people who even go as far as getting gender confirming surgeries and others who just rely on their gender expression to maintain their sanity. Now there are many ways we can lead this discussion simply because there are so many correct answers to the same question. There's no single right answer. You do you boo. That's literally the answer. You do you. And this leads us to the transgender community, one of the you do you boos, and the non-binary and gender fluid community who are also you do you boo. <laughs> 
Someone who is transgender can be described as an individual who is born one sex and feels comfortable and true being the other sex. They want to match the gender that they feel inside with their sex on the outside. The reason I said they follow closely with cisgendered people is because there are people who undergo gender confirming surgery to become the men and women they feel and believe that they are. So they basically want to become male as well as a man or they want to become female as well as woman. From my research, trans people fall into two categories. Trans men who are assigned female at birth and undergo gender confirming surgery to become male and trans women who are assigned male at birth and undergo gender confirming surgery to become female. Something important to note is that just because someone has not undergone gender confirming surgery does not make them any less of a man or a woman. So again, it's really none of your business or what people do with their bodies. Just let them live. Mm. In a nutshell, the entire trans experience of undergoing surgery is basically changing your outside to fit your inside in a way that gender expression alone can do. Again, this is a general statement and does not apply to everyone. Some people transition medically while others transition socially. Yes, there are right and wrong ways to use these terms, but I'll only really get into that in the episode that is dedicated specifically to talking about trans people. But now we go to our next community, the gender fluid community. This is an umbrella term for people who are non-binary, femboy, dyke, butch, bigender, genderqueer, pangender, NB, androgyne. The list and terms are endless. And even from the ones that I've just listed, you can really go and look them up because trust me, I think they have what, 64? We're going on 64 genders, right? Yes, 64 genders. And I know that that list is still growing because like I said, it's an infinite line. Language is so limiting and it's not very specific. It's very, very generalized. And so as we come up with new terms to be more accurate, I would just say let people enjoy being who they are and just allow them to live their lives so let's define gender fluidity so this is expressing yourself and style independently despite your sex so basically you are finding your own unique kind of beauty within yourself and your body this community is close to the trans community when it comes to talking about the different energies within yourself and how you choose to express it and unlike being cis or trans being gender fluid manifests itself in more ways than just man and woman people in this community tend to feel like they don't fit into the binary definition of masculine or feminine or they just strongly identify with both so they express themselves accordingly even finding the correct word or term is so difficult because that again sets a certain expectation of how they should dress talk or act for example a common issue in the non-binary community is that people think they should be androgynous that's not true of all non-binary people as some would want to express themselves in a completely different way again gender identity gender expression no links wear whatever you want being gender fluid is not about cross-dressing or picking whether to look masculine one day or feminine the other but it's just about self-expression that feels right to you colors and clothing have no gender we were just conditioned to believe that at a young age in fact if we look back masculine presenting people in history wore skirts and dresses i don't know what changed or what happened i haven't had the time to read up but now it's considered quite unmanly to wear a dress i mean low-key let's like have a flashback to harry style and address for Vogue and people got mad but here's a bit of a tangent to kind of explain that but okay like okay tangent tangent okay come 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 
There's a song by Madonna called What It Feels Like for a Girl. The opening words of that song are, Girls can wear jeans and cut their hair short. Wear skirts and boots because it's okay to be a boy. But for a boy to look like a girl is degrading because you think that being a girl is degrading. Oof. <laughs> that is a big oof. And I love that song, especially the Glee rendition. Actually, that's the first time I ever heard that song. But aren't those words powerful? Aren't those words true? Damn, Madonna. Damn. It's the whole idea that one gender or gender expression is viewed as weaker or lower than the other. I find that quite interesting because pre-colonial times, a lot of tribes outside traditional religion viewed people with gender fluidity as powerful. In fact, being two-spirited is a term used by Native Americans that encompasses different sexualities and genders. One reason that I found so interesting as to why people are afraid of feminine energy, sometimes referred to as goddess energy like, god damn, you got that goddess energy, ooh, is because they're afraid of it. No cap, people with that kind of energy can mess you up, but that does not mean all of them will. I mean, of course, if you get on the wrong side of some of the feminine energy, you're dead, but they still deserve rights. Come on, let's not oppress them. Come on. But back to the topic at hand, another thing that helps people show that they are not gender conforming is maybe wanting to have surgery to change some parts of their body that define them as male or female. An example I can give is being born with a vagina and breasts and wanting to remove your breasts but not necessarily getting a penis, you know what I mean? Or I think that there are people who even have both if I'm not mistaken. Unless you plan on getting involved with people, it's honestly none of your business what they have on their chest or in their pants i mean it's just decently respectful like just go around asking people for personal information like that like goddamn people y'all are nosy chill <laughs> but all in all what i'm just trying to say is you know you do what you want to do and be merry about it just do not hurt yourself in the process like i said before you do you boo <laughs> The last group of beautiful people that I'm going to talk to you about are people who identify as agender. These are people who don't identify with one particular gender, and they can be understood as having null gender, so N-U-L-L gender, lacking gender, or just basically being genderless. Or they can also be gender neutral or have an unidentifiable gender. Although this may be a relatively new word, we are more familiar with it than it seems. Like, okay religion right most people believe that their higher power is a gender neither male nor female or whatever mess of gender we understand so that higher power neither of anything we have one last little break and then for the next portion we're going to talk about pronouns and how we can be better people when it comes to gender and you know discussing gender as well as some of my own side notes vibe with me i have created a playlist for you to jam to in your free time it's available on spotify apple music and youtube i listen to pretty much everything so you're bound to find something you vibe to it's called the let's debunk it mix links to all playlists are in the show notes I feel one cannot discuss gender without discussing pronouns and the semantics of referring to people by their preferred pronouns. I'll focus specifically on the English language because I am not too familiar as to how other languages deal with pronouns, especially in referral to people that use um, neo-pronouns. But actually, that would be something kind of interesting to learn about. So hey, if you are someone who speaks another language, like let's say French, German, Spanish, what kind of pronouns do you use? If you do not use, uh, for example, 
example le or la for the french you know wow my french just jumped out Ooh, might just get a baguette after this <laughs> starting with the sex conversation all of us um were given pronouns at birth so if you were born female your pronouns were um she her and if you were born male your pronouns were he him these are the defaults until you really begin to understand who you are and how you choose to be referred to as i've stated already there are no links between sex gender identity and gender expression to be honest i honestly believe everyone should be free to choose how they are referred to this is not limited to your personal pronouns but also your name that's why when people are more comfortable with their gender they want to affirm that socially this is the same with trans people who also strive to be their true selves and involves them changing their pronouns and names as well something a little bit personal about me that i'm willing to share with you guys is that i'm actually slowly transitioning away from my birth name so you know at the beginning when i say hey it's your host doreen yeah so i'm going to be changing that maybe starting next episode and i would really love it if you guys refer to me by my new name xander so yes as episodes progress you will notice me changing the way that i refer to myself and i really hope that you can stay for that journey and the main reason behind me changing my name to xander it's just because it suits me better like i look like a xander i don't really look like a doreen if i'm very honest with you like yeah <laughs> Typically in our society, people who are women or feminine presenting tend to go by she, her, hers, herself pronouns and people who are men or are masculine presenting tend to go by he, him, his, himself pronouns. Then people who are gender fluid tend to go by they, them, theirs, themselves. Then there are people who are comfortable with a combination of she, they or he, they. Then there are people such as myself who are fine with any and all pronouns so we go with she, he, they pronouns. Then there are people who use neo pronouns that are outside of the binary system neo pronouns can be defined as gender neutral pronouns and are typically used by people who have a complicated relationship with gender people who are trans or gender fluid tend to use these kind of pronouns so check the transcripts for the spellings of the pronouns that i'm about to give you because when i first saw them i was like i've seen these used before but I have never attempted to pronounce them so if i mispronounce anything i'm already very sorry <laughs> but here we go V ver vis verself that's that's one set of pronouns and z here here herself that's another set of pronouns but yeah neo pronouns again they're i wouldn't say they're relatively new but they're definitely quite a lot of them just look it up it's quite interesting the question now comes who's comfortable with what and this is the perfect transition no pun intended into how we can be better people when it comes to gender and how to address it i know this episode has been jam-packed with information and it's impossible to really get a grasp the first time around so listen over and over until you know you you kind of get the hang of it and you can also share it with some of your friends so like you could start a conversation and you know start asking these questions and you know just being more educated there's nothing wrong with being more educated and trust me in the creation of this entire episode i can honestly tell you now a lot of the information that i've shared with you today six months prior i probably had almost no clue about i were like i had an idea as in like that's why i could really sit down and categorize and be like okay this goes here and here and here but the depth of information that i've given you trust me it's all just sitting down and committing to learning new things and basically taking what i've learned and applying it to my everyday life and yeah being being the change that i want to see if i say i want people to be more educated i have to take that first step and educating myself and being like hey listen it's not that hard it's really not that hard 
you can also read up more if you're really interested in this conversation because i know this was just a simple crash course to kind of point you in several directions so you can be like oh, i want to dive more into gender fluidity oh i want to understand more about being trans or so on and so forth that was the main purpose of this episode and i know that there are a lot of things that i've skipped over that i'm basically saving for different episodes where i will sit down with different people who identify as different things but for the most part you really need to just read up on a lot of this stuff ask questions talk to people and i think that's like one of the best things that we can do but i really do think there's a lot of advice that i can give to you as someone who is non-gender conforming and this goes out to especially my cis gendered followers because you guys don't really have to deal with this as much as you know i or people like me so yes this is specifically for you but if you're also in the lgbtq plus community i feel like these there are some things that i will be mentioning that are very important for you and we need to normalize this within our community so that you know we can be more inclusive we can be more educated and overall the more you know the kinder you are let's get into it the first thing we can do is simply ask people what their personal pronouns are if we are unsure or we could honestly just normalize saying our pronouns when we introduce ourselves so here let me give you guys an example i would say something like hi my name is xander and my pronouns are she he they it's nice to meet you something as simple as that something short sweet uh, to the point uh, and something as simple as that can really go a long way for someone who really struggles to be open about their personal pronouns or have had their personal pronouns invalidated in the past and this also creates a safe space for people not to be misgendered trust me you have no idea how affirming it is when people are just so willing to call you the way you want to be called address you the way you want to be addressed you have no idea the amount of power and freedom that gives to a person also if you didn't get the chance to you know hear someone's personal pronouns especially if they're very ambiguous just you know use the neutral ones they them in referral to them until you get the chance to ask them all right so that's some simple advice and in doing this this also creates a safe environment for people who aren't ready to be referred to as their personal pronouns in a public setting in places that aren't as progressive when it comes to talks about gender in someone's personal circle they may be referred to as these affirming pronouns and names but in a different setting such as around family or friends they are yet to you know really come forward and say hey guys this is how i would prefer to be called what 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 and it's just yeah safer for them to go by let's say their birth name and their assigned birth pronouns you know so yeah we gotta keep it safe and in fact with all of the advice that i'm about to give you please take it with a grain of salt because i definitely realize that not all countries are progressive not all countries are willing to be like yeah change your name change this change. like they they're quite rigid and i don't want you guys to go out there and potentially you know get harmed because you're really trying to be open loving and exclusive like i you just need to analyze your surroundings analyze the people that you are around and please be careful because as much as i feel it is important for us to really go out there and be bold and be like hey what are your pronouns hey my name is this these are my pronouns read the situation read the room before you take that bold move if you know that you're going to be safe and everything's going to be chill by all means do this if things are not going to be safe and chill ah guys mm -mm, let's be safe <laughs> let's be safe please your safety comes first please please the second thing we can do is make safe spaces for people to be themselves and express themselves for those of us who are able to and have some kind of privilege we can step forward and try and make inclusive environments for people who don't come from a background that's very accepting of who they are this can translate in many different ways you can start an online group as a safe place or i mean go out build a coffee house for people to hang out physically 
maybe after covid but like you get the gist or you know opening a discord server that is very inclusive zero harassment policy honestly everything should be zero harassment but oof. <laughs> the list is endless but we can always find creative ways to create safe spaces for people in the real world and in the virtual world i mean it can all just start with a random club um, under a pseudonym at your high school at your university and bam from there you've created a, soft, a safe space i mean that is if you don't get caught okay listen don't listen to everything that i say but like i do give good ideas i mean if you just execute it just right i mean you can give me credit but if it goes wrong then hey man that was on you <laughs> ah, good times the third piece of advice i have is don't judge people by your own standards allow them to be themselves and to live how they want i personally identify with this one because society uses people who aren't cisgendered as punching bags for hate in fact society uses everyone as a punching bag for hate like none of us are safe if anything society pits us against each other but yeah though in most cases the reason people don't come out and be who they are is because they're afraid of the judgment that they will receive that can often lead to them being harmed when it comes to harm i understand that most people kind of jump straight into oh physical harm oh you're gonna get hit you're gonna be beaten you'll be thrown in jail like the physical stuff but a lot of people don't understand that it's also a very mental game i feel like you can ask anyone who has to pretend to be something that they're not day in day out that takes a mental toll on them and for some people they're thinking i would rather take this mental toll of being someone that i'm not than having to come out to the very people who i think are supposed to love and protect me because i don't know if they're gonna harm me and if the way that i'm already dying mentally or emotionally is worth me coming out from that and possibly dying in an even worse way where i can't possibly escape the situation and these are very very real things that we that we really need to talk about and bring into light and one thing that really really saddens me is that it will take a while before people begin to realize the amount of damage that is done to others when they choose their own personal ideologies and standards to judge someone else's choices that have nothing to do with them i feel this more especially in religiously run countries people are judged according to the religion and are even punished for it there are a couple of things that i feel are very personal decisions and your gender identity is definitely one of them whether you choose or don't choose to be who you are is none of my business and honestly it should be nobody else's if someone chooses that they're gonna dress like this because this affirms their identity if they're gonna walk like this if they're gonna talk like this because it affirms who they are and if they're happy well, that's all I want. That's that's honestly the, all that I want. But people, but you know what thing we should honestly cancel? The idea that you are bringing shame to your community simply because you're expressing yourself the way that you want to. Shame to your community, shame to your family. Honestly, that that's what needs to be canceled. Because <laughs> I will never understand families. And if your family does this, oh my word. I will always side-eye families that would much rather sit at the table with a sexual abuser than their queer child because they're embarrassed. No, miss ma'am. You know what's embarrassing? Is that you can excuse abuse. Is that you can allow this man to eat or this woman to eat at the same table as you, knowing full well the monstrosities that they've done but yay people make their choices and ish. they're gonna have to live with the consequences of possibly losing a great child a great family member simply because they're embarrassed and that that saddens me because yo 
people who are different or people who are just different to what you are typically used to are such beautiful people because that just shows the uniqueness of humans it shows the uniqueness of our world of people the diversity that all of us are and if that diversity embarrasses you they're not being the embarrassment you are lastly let's just be kind and don't leave your humanity at the door if there's one piece of advice that i would give to everyone in any situation is always be kind and show your humanity kindness goes a long way especially when you don't know what someone is going through always look at people through the lens of humanity always look with a caring soft heart towards people it doesn't matter what race religion ethnic background a person is a person is always a person they have their own set of struggles and a story to tell why not be on the good side of that story why not be the kind soul in their life why choose violence when you can choose kindness and peace hmm? what let's all choose kindness and humanity and peace okay like it's I, I think that's all anyone's ever really asking for at the end of the day i mean we could be we're here talking about people who you know are being oppressed and suppressed because of you know their gender i mean but this extends to people who are poor people who you know are hungry people who you know are you know they're gay people who like the oppressed religions of the world like you know islam you know it extends to all those people too you know just showing kindness being a peaceful human being and just always remembering that you know as much as you know the world our world is you know our own and like we definitely have our own lives to live everything does not revolve revolve around us and our um, ideologies and we should always be open to learning about other people and respecting other people and their decisions kindness guys kindness it goes a long way here are some of my sad notes so if you're familiar with the show rupaul's drag race then you're probably familiar with the idea of drag kings and queens i need to clarify that drag kings and drag queens are just an art form and not a gender identity i honestly didn't know that this was a conversation until i began to look it up and apparently people really thought yo drag queens and drag kings was a gender identity it's honestly not it's just an art form what they do is they create art they create illusion it's not actually, you know, um, them being uh, that person. You know, you are a, I, I would say actor or actress, but I feel like that kind of leans away from the entire repertoire of what drag represents. I mean, as RuPaul says, we're all born naked, but the rest is drag. <laughs> but yeah, being drag is not a gender form. It's an art and yeah. So just to clarify that for you. And my last side note is one thing that really got me going was the fact that gender and gender roles and, and, and all the semantics of this episode were made up, literally. We made up this idea of binary gender and how each gender role should be. Now I understand the fact that there is male and female and those are the first beings to have ever existed. But whose brilliant idea was it to take these two roles? or make these two roles much rather i think that should be that should be the way i should phrase it they make these two roles so fundamentally different so far so that it gets indoctrinated in our politics our families our jobs the patriarchy literally thrives on gender roles my question is you know why couldn't anything just coexist you know what i mean why couldn't you be a you know an amazing leader but a mom you know what i mean why couldn't you drive a monster truck and then wear dresses at then like it guys 
it's a lot to think about so for the most part this entire episode would technically not exist if someone did not have the bright idea to make gender roles and just accepted that everyone is fluid and you know you can coexist as masculine and femme like whatever the hell you want to be that's who you are like they couldn't just accept that they they had to they woke up and chose violence that's what they did they woke up and chose violence and now here we are at the end of the day let people be people let us enjoy things like i low-key feel people who are so pressed about gender and trying to like straighten everyone up like no you can only be a man oh you can only be a woman oh you can only do this like damn chill like why are you taking life so seriously like don't you have more pressing matters to deal with like i don't know climate change uh the pandemic uh poverty hunger like y'all i mean like once non-gender conforming people have the same rights and y'all have just let us be who the hell we want to be and you just left us alone like you just said yo here your rights we're out of your hair trust me you'll never hear from us again in fact we'll even help i bet you once once like queer people get their rights worldwide that's it everything the world will become like how it was when it was first created you know what i mean the garden of eden will magically reappear don't believe anything that i have just said but yeah <laughs> but just to end it all just end this episode that was it was heavy but it was a good episode just to end it all be kind don't forget your humanity at the door and you know some days choose violence some days don't choose violence but overall be a good human so that's the episode Thanks for tuning in, honestly. It's been a long one. It's heavy, but uh, it's it's good. And if you have any thoughts or feelings or any ideas about this topic that you would like to discuss with me, feel free to hit me up on social media or email me. I would really love to hear from you and any of your wild and crazy theories or any hot takes that you might have about gender. Like, let's discuss. Let's open up the discussion. In fact, when I put up my post for this episode, you know, comment your hot take on gender and argue with everyone in the comments. And then the, the person who I think has the best hot take i will bring it to the podcast and we'll come and discuss it on here if anything if i've gotten anything wrong or if you think i misrepresented a group of people please let me know i would really like to spread the correct information to people as far as possible and otherwise hey you will catch me in three weeks we might have a guest we might not have a guest but yes i will see all of you beautiful humans all my lovely debunkers in three weeks Reach out to me on social media. You can find this podcast on Instagram at Let's Debunk It Podcast. Feel free to email me at Let's Debunk It at gmail.com. That is L E T S D E B U N K I T at gmail.com. If you didn't catch that, just check the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode or just like the podcast, be sure to give me a five star rating and leave me a comment. And to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on.